The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am here in the uh, in Newcastle Pontine, northeast of England. It is colder than it was yesterday, and I wasn't very happy about the cold yesterday. Uh, I'm inside with my bobble hat on. That's how cold it is, and I've got my slippers on over my football socks as well, Baz. That's how cold it is. Um, Baz has got his glasses on, which means he's uh, extra concentrated, um, or he's picked loads of winners. Which one is it? Good evening, Barry um, Penaluna. Taking it serious, concentrating tonight. To be studious, look, I've been delving deep for winners. Um, but yeah, we could have started this show with a bit of a spot the difference competition. Because you're wearing oh, a hat. Right. I'm wearing glasses. <laughs> what's, the big guess, it? What's, what's the big difference here today? I wonder if it only... Uh, yeah. Oh, can I, can I, can I answer? Go on. You're on the other side. For the for the live stream, those watching on Twitter on the live stream, I'm, I'm on the left for a change. Why, why is that a thing? I think I must have entered the stream before you. And, and ah, maybe. I'm in the hot seat, basically. I'm running the show today, Malcolm. Yeah, oh, Baz. <laughs> You're going to have to pipe down if this is on me. Right, well, you crack on, mate. I wouldn't mind the, uh, the pressure. It, uh, I mean, you'll find, Baz, I'm, people think this is easy because of um, how I make it look. I'll tell you what. <laughs> There's, there's a lot going on over here. Knobs, buttons and that like, uh, yeah, all switches, away. wires, mate. It's incredible. Um, you don't want to peek behind the curtain like, like the Wizard of Oz, Baz. Uh, oh, you are on the left, yeah. Do you know what might change how I look, Baz? Do you remember when we used to go to the, when we sat in the Lisa's end, uh, we had our season tickets in there. And you know what I'm going to say here? Yeah. When... If we would go up, because there's a big handrail banister down the middle of the stairs as you go up to our seats, and we we would choose which side we had to walk up, depending on whether we won the last match or yeah. not. And we'd carry, if it was lucky, we'd stay on the left side. And then do you remember one game zigzagging in between them all the way up? Because we must have been in a bad run of form. We must have been on the right streak then, wasn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because whatever side we went up on the stairs, I would sit on that side of the bus on the way to town as well to meet you. So I had to, it was, if, it was, if we were going left side of the banister, I'd have to sit on the left side of the bus. Like, um, and it never worked. Well, we are, memory lane, Barry. We went, went a bit Peter Kay then, didn't we? There we go. Do you remember? Do you remember, Baz? <laughs> Back in the day. But yes, uh, emergency chairs, etc. Um so, did you get Peter? T- I've got, I'll tell you what, beautiful segue here. Uh, tickets. Were you in the Peter K ticket queue a couple of weeks ago? No, I had no interest in it whatsoever. <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't I think you had. And it's not no. really a what? No, I mean, not because I don't like Peter K. I find him quite funny. I enjoy his stuff. Comedy gigs. I've got no interest in a comedy in a massive 40,000. Yeah. Arena. It just. 
a comedy gig in a little comedy club or a theatre. Yeah. Small venues, brilliant. I just don't get the point of sitting at the back of a massive arena. It's a bit different, isn't it? Screen. So I, I don't, as much as I like my gigs and stuff at, at, at the arenas, it's fine. Uh, comedy comedy at a big arena, big, huge venue doesn't doesn't do it for me. Like. It's a bit the same with music. You go, you go to see like, those big venues to say you've seen the person. Like when I went to see Bob Dylan, like you want to see... 1963, Bob Dylan shambling on, you know, with a winkle pick as in the great big head. It wasn't, he was just an old bloke pretending to play songs. But I went to see Bob Dylan, you know, with my dad in What's Not to Like About That. Um, and I think it's a bit the same with comedy stuff. The, the, the reason I ask, I bought um, tickets for the MLB London series today. I wondered about a, What? Yeah, I wondered about that because I got an email. I don't know why I got an email. I got you to sign up two yeah, years ago for the pre-sale, I think, um, before it got COVIDed off. You'd be surprised to know I, I didn't buy tickets for the MLB series. Well, A, they were fucking expensive, Barry. I had to decide. There's two games. Um, it's the Cardinals and the Cubs. I had to decide between going to both games in shit seats or going to one game in good seats because they were expensive. Like The shit seats were 90 quid. It is at West Ham. It's at the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. So, like the back row, miles away. Take like you sit in the back row of the cricket. Do you know what I mean? Um, Ninety quid to sit in the back row both days, or one hundred and thirty-five to get a bit closer. So I went for. So I'm sort of right behind the bullpen. The bullpens are out in left centre field, right centre field. So the bullpens aren't behind sort of the foul lines. They're they're out in centre field, but um. 135 quid. But then Ticketmaster, £12.40 booking fee per ticket. Like, and then another £3 odd. That made me mind to not go both days either because that was, I'm, I refuse to pay 50 quid in booking fees. Like, absolutely minging. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, absolutely racket. It well, is a racket. If you I've like got tickets, mate. Thing. I don't sure need someone. I need to find a mate. Baz, you want to go and watch the year? Uh, Baseball next year for 135 quid. You know that's not my thing, like. But sitting in the sun drinking beer, that's your thing. <sighs> yeah, come, yeah, come back to me later. We'll discuss this <laughs> one off there. All right. I'll put you further down. I'll put you seventh or eighth on the list, Baz. You might get a call. You never know. Um, we'll talk about some football, shall we? It's been, uh, it's been a fun day today. Um, I'll tell you first about our... Headline sponsor on the World Cup Gambling Podcast. I had to switch very quickly between World Cup Gambling Podcast and MLB Gambling Podcast last night uh, on several occasions. And I actually got it right, remarkably enough. Uh, so World Cup Gambling Podcast is sponsored by the Win Bet uh, Casino and Sportsbook. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. Bringing the excitement to win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Uh, great promos, lots of payouts happening right now at WinBet. Um, if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special bet 100 to win $100. Loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So, 
On from the excitement of England qualifying and the USA making it through um, as well. Their games are set for Saturday and Sunday. We saw the culmination today of Group C and Group D. Um, who finished first, C or D? Group D finished early on. Just checking the old wall chart there behind us. Group D was the early games. Um we had one this two long shots would have been a nice uh, a nice pile. We're probably both about, about four to one. Well, I know Tunis you were four to one. Um and Australia maybe a little bit shorter, but they did maybe threes as well. Um so yeah, the underdogs won both of these. France nil Tunisia won. France made loads of changes, which you uh said that they would last night, Baz. I didn't kind of realise quite how close together these games are, particularly um, for the team that finished second. So Australia finished second, game finished Wednesday, tea time. Um, and then they're, they're off again on Saturday, Australia. Uh, yeah. So there's not long between that. It's it's not 72 hours between games. Like, um, So I think we might, you could sort of factor that into a couple of handicaps. There's a game later on involving Portugal, which is a similar situation. Um, so yeah, France made, I think they made 10 changes. Uh, there was only, uh, I can't show many, um, Bob pronounces his name much different to me. Uh, the, I reckon the commentator on FIFA, um, on his Xbox must say it that way, but he was the only one who kept his place. Um, Tunisia were great. They thoroughly deserved the win. They knocked on the door all afternoon. Um, hadn't scored a goal before, uh, today, got one. Um, quite early in the second half. Was it? No. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, I think where Tunisia... Had one ruled out in the first half, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, um, and then, yeah, six, 58 minutes to, to score eventually. I think they'll be kicking themselves for not picking up a result. Um, in the other two games, the, the, the nil-nil draw with Denmark looked okay on paper at the time. But that defeat of Australia, where they were the better team, you know, um, they certainly shouldn't have lost that game. They eventually got that goal. Like I say, they, they, we we fancied them. The, the bet we both took here was both teams to score. So I put in brackets, robbed. I'll tell you why we were robbed in a minute. A, I think France made more changes than I expected. I mean, it's always difficult. And then B, France did equalise in the 98th minute. Um, and I thought, oh, that's lucky. And then they ruled it out for offside which was a whole shit decision, Baz. Um, ball came in, Griezmann was offside, got back into an onside position, defender headed it clear to Griezmann. He stuck the buddy holly in the bottom left-hand corner and they pulled it back. But he wasn't interfering at the time, it was a load of shite. So, as it happens, I think probably Tunisia deserved it. So, it wasn't, I didn't feel unlucky about losing my bet. I was, quite, I was at the time, I felt like I'd got away with one. But yeah, um, France stayed top, um, as, as we knew they would, on six points. Tunisia won, but all to no avail. So, where, what do you make of this one, Baz? Yeah, I mean, I didn't get to catch it all uh, with work and what I have here and school run and all that sort of stuff. I caught uh, a lot of it on the radio today while I was in the car. Nice. Uh, but it did sound like Tunisia were absolutely battering them on the radio, the you know, first half in particular. And then they get the goal. I mean, it's exactly what we said. We thought, you know, France had conceded the first goal well, now in, in all three of the group games, France have conceded first. Oh, yeah, good spot. Uh, and, we, and we thought with Tunisia, you know, needing the win, 
to give them a chance that you know they'd, they'd have a chance again. And again, we said we we you know we expected them to be weakened, and that sort of played out, didn't it? And when they get a goal on an hour and, and sort of ten minutes later, France are bringing on Mbappe, Rabiot, Griezmann, Dembele, and you think, yeah, France France don't want to lose it. You know, might get a shout here, and obviously it didn't didn't come off in the end. But I feel like the thinking was right. Just yeah, a bit thought, as you say, very unlucky with a disallowed goal. Um, but yeah, I think we had the right sort of idea. Just didn't come to fruition in the end, did it? I did actually think these these last games there'd be more action, more goals. I was disappointed last night in the the USA Iran game, and then the final games in um in Group A as well. We were we were higher on um, the Netherlands doing stuff where you were particularly. So that hasn't really. Uh, come to bear. The real story here, though, was Australia won Denmark nil. Um, took there you go. Uh, example, yeah, took over two and a half goals, thinking that both teams would have to go for it. Denmark did have to go for it. They were just unable to go for it. They were shite, Denmark. Um, yeah. Sexy pick. We mentioned it a lot pre-tournament. Everyone was on them. Um, I tried to dig out Toby Veal tweeting me before the tournament started. Uh, with his Denmark sexy pick, so I'll have to I'll have to find that tweet and give him some stick tomorrow. Um. One goal, one point Denmark from a nil-nil draw. They got a goal against France and score again today. Really, really poor. Um, and like it, it was the form of the two Nations League wins against France that kind of had everyone with a uh, a bit excited about them. But yeah, they showed absolutely nothing. Um, Australia, on the other hand, completely outperformed my expectation of them. Yeah, um, they were four I mean, to one to qualify from this group, which is. So decent price landed if anyone got some four to one on Australia. They, only, they scored one goal in each of the games, so they're not prolific, but we knew that. Um, and really, if you look at the three games, Baz, they got humped in game one, they got lucky in game two, and then they had a good win in game three. So it's quite hard to establish um, what Australia um, have done so far. It probably this would have been their aim, um, the the round of sixteen. So. They've done okay. They're not likely to go very further. We can discuss that in a little while. But yeah, they worked really hard, Baz. And um, similar to the USA, actually, lack lack a little bit of quality, but make up for it in enthusiasm and organisation, work rate, that sort of stuff. So yeah, you can't take away from the Aussies. They took advantage of Australia being, or of Denmark being way off the ball. Um, Tunisia are probably a bit of a better team, um, but Aussies took their chances. Yeah, I mean, I've hold my hands up. Apologies to our Australian listeners because I've wrote them off at every stage. Um, I think I tipped them to finish bottom of the group, give them no chance. I think I had them down as losing every game or maybe he's picking up a point somewhere. I certainly didn't see them getting out of the group, uh, but you've got to take your hats off them. I said um, when we were reviewing these games a couple of days ago, you know, they'd have been delighted to go into this game on three points and in with a shout. And again, I didn't give them a shout. I took had Denmark half time, full time. Uh, but you're right, Denmark have just been a big disappointment, haven't they? They just haven't haven't offered anything going forward. Um, and yeah, well, well done, Australia. You know, outstanding for them to qualify from that group. Uh, no, not many fancied them. Probably didn't fancy themselves much. But here they are. So yeah, well done, Australia. Yeah, proved me wrong once again for about the. Do, see, do you see what I've done here, Baz, for Australia? Took your hat off. I've taken my hat off to Australia because yeah. that's what you yeah. said you've got to do. Right. Say yeah. things for about 10 seconds while I put my hat back on. 
fucking freezing. There we go. This is, uh, do you know what hat this is, bud? Um, no. no. Canada? <laughs> I think it's a Jets. Well, I know it's a Jets ice hockey hat. Is it the Vancouver Jets? Maybe. Uh, possibly. I don't know. There's someone told me. Like Canadian, some sort of Canadian symbol on it. Like. Yeah, it, well, it's a, I think it's a Labatt's sponsored hat, but it's a, it's a nice hockey team. Somebody told me what hat it was at Newcastle Benfield football. I mean, it uh, says Canadian on the hat. I'm sure of it. Is it? Yes. I thought uh, I might say Labatt's Canadian. Oh, yeah, it does actually in fucking four no inch high letters. I. <laughs> this is going to be brilliant on the audio, isn't it? Oh, I'll tell you what, people love out like this. Uh, it's the colour, it's the colour commentary that people come for. Like uh, in this group, Baz, I got one out of six correct on the money line. That's good, isn't it? France to beat Australia was the only one, the only uh, money line play. Um, that I got right. So absolutely done me conquers. Had France to beat Denmark. Uh, so France went in at uh, 1.4. So again, um, not not winning any prizes there. I wonder what the forecast... Uh, I haven't got the forecast up there. Um, France to beat Denmark. I made a little list here, but... Yeah, yeah I mean, it would have been a decent price. Uh, I mean, Australia were the outsiders of the four, weren't they? They'd have been a decent price to qualify. Obviously, France were very short to top the group. Yeah, I think so. Australia were three to one to go through. Um, so maybe uh, seven or eight to one there. Um, next up then was Argent- uh, Group C, which was yeah Argentina two, Poland nil. Um, got a winner. Thank you. Eventually, um, Argentina to win to nil. Uh, at 11 to 10. Comfortable, really. Um, firstly, what a horrible penalty decision. We're talking about the VAR decision that France got stiffed on. That penalty for Lionel Messi was one of the worst I have ever, ever seen, Baz. The, like, I've seen some bad ones. Like Newcastle have had some bad ones. And there's been some famous bad ones globally. This was up there. Like I thought it was absolutely pathetic. Yeah, I think we've seen more... The really bad ones tend to be ones that aren't given, which you think should be given, don't they? And then this one, he went down, he stayed down, didn't he? And he thought, oh, what's happened here? And then he saw it and he just laughed. He was like, yeah, get up. Yeah. And then, you know, the pause and you think, there's no way they're going to send him to go and look at this. No. And then they did. And then you think, there's no way he's going to look at this and say it's a penalty. And then he did. And I just, I don't get it. There was nothing... He barely touched him. There was nothing he could do. It was you know he's making a genuine it's play not for the foul, ball. is it? It's a, it's a, Messi's already headed the ball past him anyway. It was there was just nothing. It was it was awful decision. So it's a con, it's a contact sport. Like in 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 playing football, you're going to come into contact with people by just doing normal football stuff. This is what Chesney was doing. He was flapping it across, starting yeah. to miss it. He didn't come like out towards him. I and mean, you've seen like the, the Schumacher type or Wayne Hennessy yeah. flattening matey from Iran. Like he didn't come out in his direction. It was just an incidental, totally drive, incidental yeah. contact. Drive to the how bad it must have been. The IT department was in there watching it, not watching it, uh, but she was doing something while it was on. And she was furious about it. Um, yeah, the penalty, same, she yeah. was absent. Yeah, yeah. Exactly um, the same. Yeah, Helen, Helen had it, you know, she sits there with the, the footballs on. She's, she's looking into her phone. But when anything, any, any dramatic uh, events happen, she'll look up and, and give an opinion. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. nice. 
she concurred. Absolutely absurd. And she was delighted when he missed his penalty. So, See, a lot of uh, female interest issues yeah. we deal with here on the World Cup Cameron podcast. So, yeah, 1-2-0. Uh, uh, goal in each half. Um, the real sweat, though, this was a this was the proper end of group sweat situation that we've kind of been waiting for the last twenty minutes. Um, because uh, so the sweat was for Poland um, on goal difference and also on yellow cards on on disciplinary record at one point because Mexico two Saudi Arabia one was the scoreline in the other game the final score. Um, I took the Saudis game script never really went my way again. Uh, Mexico played well for some reason. They turned up late. Those and um, thought they had potential to down tools. Um, Mexico finally showed up and nearly, nearly, nearly got away with it as well. They got themselves two 0 ahead. Um, absolutely great free kick, best free kick so far of the tournament. Um, and they were then level on everything with Poland at identical records, but Poland's disciplinary record was slightly better. I don't know, Mexico must have picked up a load of yellows against Argentina. I don't think they said in commentary what the actual number of cards was because yeah, then the I, Polish I, player picked one up. Yeah, I was wondering that because I was thinking how many cards would the Poles need for it to go pear-shaped? And at the end, it was it was, it was a really nail-biting finish because if Argentina had got another one, that changed things. If Mexico had got another one, it changed again. And then obviously Saudi Arabia went, went and nicked one at the end. But it was a dramatic finish with... with proper edge-of-the-seat stuff, wasn't it? It was, it was good. Yeah, because Mexico pushed and pushed and pushed. The Argentinian game had finished. They knew they needed a goal and then Saudi went and scored sort of in the 93rd minute. Um, just going back to Poland and yellow yeah. cards, Baz, um, you know, talking about my good fortune, I gave out on the show game one uh, Gregor Krakowiak to pick up a yellow card at plus 360. Uh, no show. Uh, game two, Baz, I had a little bet on um, Gregor Krakowiak to pick up a yellow card for Poland. Nothing. I didn't have a bet tonight, Baz. Do you have any uh, suggestions what might have happened there? Cards all over, I would imagine. Gregor Krakowiak, yellow card, yeah. The IT it's department both, noticed yeah. that as well because he's got the stupid man bun. So I was yeah. moaning. I was sort of shouting, will you run around and kick someone? She was like, why do you want him to kick people? And then, so I told her. And then um, <laughs> tonight, she happened to go, so there's the age old man, he's just got a yellow card. I was like, yep, I think three years uh, too late. I think we had seven cards in that game again. Didn't we? Saudi Arabia have been involved in a few big games in terms of cards. Um, so it did, I mean, it did look to have potential. Like, oh, sorry, I'm talking about the other game. You're talking about the Polish game, aren't you? Yeah, I was just, it was just like, I'd say, yeah. I, I looked at Krakowiak's record and he was um, plus 360 in all the games. Um, so I backed him in the first two and then I just didn't bother tonight. And then yeah. it was just obvious that he then picked up the yellow. Like, um, so going through Argentina uh, qualify Poland second on goal difference, um, Mexico then Saudi, or the other way around. Saudi then anyway. Both of them had three points. Oh no, Mexico had four points. So it was Mexico then Saudi. Um, I've got three of the six. Money line correct, but I did get two correct scores in here, Baz, out of the six games um, on my little, when we reverse engineered the wall chart. So that would have paid a little bit of profit. Um, group winners in both of these groups, 1.4 for Argentina. So what, two to five, the same price as France. Um, all four um, favourites have gone in. Um, as you'd expect, there's normally one would let you down. If So if you, there'd been a, 
a lot of people who've probably parlayed or accumulated all these favourites. And so far, you've got uh, the Netherlands at 1.44, England 1.33, then Argentina and France at 1.4, both gone in. But Belgium, Belgium's where it's going to fall down, isn't it? That, you know, if you took all of the favourites, I think Belgium are going to... Yeah, short, he says, no good. Um, little drum roll here, though, Barry, because my uh, million pound pot has had a deposit, Barry. Yeah. The Argentina, Poland, straight forecast, £125,000 at 7 to 4. <laughs> to pay us three hundred and forty three thousand seven hundred and fifty quid, so I'm on the board. Well, you feeling I, the I, pressure? No, no, not at all. I mean, I I picked, I tipped that in our wall chart show, so I had the same bet: Argentina, Poland. I had the first uh, four in order, so another group where we've got them one to four. Okay, um, nice. And I was feeling a little bit of pressure on that one because I, as I, as I said last night, we we definitely give a tip for every group. Um, although you seem to have lost yours, which suggests most of them. Have I have definitely lost my Um So, so I'd mentioned last night I had Qatar to get zero points in Group A, which was a good one at four to one. Uh, for this group, I did tip the Argentina Poland forecast as well um, at a decent price, and and I remember I was pushing the pushing the show to all and sundry, and getting a message from the gaffer at work saying, "Listen to the show." Wasn't planning on having a punt, but I can't see how Argentina, Poland, four. Ah, nice. It's doing. So I was feeling, I mean, it, it couldn't have been any closer, could it? I mean, it literally went down to the wire, that one. So I was, I was, yeah, if, we, if we'd, if we'd cast that on yellow cards, that would have been in very, very much in keeping uh, with how the uh, World Cup gambling podcast gone so far. I can't pick a winner, uh, and when we do, they're dead lucky. Um, but yeah, so 343,750 quid in the podcast. Um, Qatar is the lowest scoring team is still live today because Tunisia scored. Um, so the teams who were on no goals, uh, Mexico scored two. Uh, Simmers back them at 25 to one to be lowest scoring. He was devastated. Um, but yeah, T- uh, Tunisia scored. Um, so I think we're, if you, I just need Uruguay to get a goal and it's going to be dead heat rules. But um, if we're, if we're going head to head in that little pot pass, uh, then that's a little dead heat on Qatar. Might just pay me another 100 grand or so. so. I've got money on the board, though, so you can start feeling the heat. I'm, uh, right, I'm okay. still all, It's all on Argentina and the semis. It's fine. Yeah, that is a biggie for you. Well, Netherlands to go out in the quarters. Um, it's a... I mean, if they get past America, the quarters, quarters looks a good shout for them to go, so that could be a good one. Yeah. But, uh, um, just... So, clearing up the, the round of 16 from those two groups that finished today, Argentina will play Australia on Saturday evening. Um, Argentina, round about 6-1 to one on. Uh, minus 600 draws at 11-2. Australia, 20-1. to one. And France take on Poland. Uh, France are about minus 300, draw 4-1. to one. Poland at 12-1. to one. A uh, big old price, but they have been rubbish. Like so, yeah, we'll get into those games um, in the next day or two. What we're going to look at now is uh, Friday, the second of December, um, which is the culmination of the group stage and the culmination of groups G and H. Um, we start with Group H goes off at three pm, which is a ten am Eastern 
kickoff time. Uh, first game is Ghana against Uruguay. Ghana are 15 to 4, plus 375. The draws at 14 to 5, plus 280. Uruguay, 4 to 6, um, minus 138. And as it stands, Portugal got six points. Ghana, three. Uruguay, one. South Korea, one. Ghana can go through the draw here, as long as South Korea don't um, over uh, turn Portugal over. Uruguay need a win. Uh, they're on one point, so they can they can go ahead of Ghana if they win. Um, Ghana really hard to analyse. Seventy minutes against Portugal were terrible. Uh, I'm not interested. Ultimately, did deserve to lose that game, although it did finish three two, kind of out the blue. Um, they then played South Korea, scored against the run of play, went one 0 up against the run of play, um, got another one. Um, were pegged back to 2-2 and looked likely losers at that point. Managed to go up the other end in Kudus, um, who's been great. I think he's got three goals now. Scored the winner. So an absolute roller coaster with Garner. I mean, a pattern of play um, for long periods that looked okay defensive. They've, they've kept clean sheets for an hour twice. Ended up conceding two goals twice. Um, they've looked toothless on a couple of occasions and have scored five goals at the same time. So a whole shitload of contradictions here coming with Ghana. Um, Uruguay being poor, uh, no way around it in both of their games. The other sexy pick, like Denmark, um, age in front line, um, Cavani and Suarez struggling a little bit. Darwin Nunes was rubbish last game. I still think he might be all right. He looks quite good fun. Um, but yeah, he was he just bit of a headless chicken last time. Uh, you require, to me, you've got the look of a team most likely to want to give up. Um, you haven't scored a goal yet either. Uh, my pick here, Baz, I've, I've read it in a little bit just to try and get back in the win column because um, these fancy outrights like Saudi tonight and uh, Canada and all of these sort of... Uh, Iran is another one. Um, they haven't been getting over the line. I've been very confident on them. I think Garner have showed enough here and will play with enough emotion, spirit and quality. Uruguay have struggled. What I haven't seen in these last two days is um, that because a team needs to do something, doesn't mean they're good enough to do it. It just turns out if a team's shit, they're shit. Doesn't matter how good, how much they want to be able to turn it around. Denmark, I think we're very much like that. Saudi appeared unable. Iran were a great example. Knew what they had to do, weren't able to do it. I think this fits for Uruguay. So I haven't taken Ghana on the money line. I've reined it back a little bit, Baz, because I want to get in the win column. Ghana all draw plus 105, 21 to 20. Yeah. Um I mean I, I thought the same as you. I started off in the same position thinking as you say, just plenty of teams so far who needed a win and didn't get one. But in a lot of those games, the team on the other side also needed a win and did get one. So you can look at it from both ways, really. Um, you know, games like the Senegal and the uh, Ecuador game, for example. You know, you can say Ecuador yeah. needed a win. They did, but equally Senegal did and, and they, they got there. So, um, I, I agree. Hard hard to know what to make of of. Ghana, uh, whereas we, we do pretty much know what we've made of, of Uruguay. They've been garbage. Um, I'm going to back Uruguay to get a goal just to uh, help you in your in your quest for yeah. the lowest scoring team. Um, I mean, Ghana, they've 
well, you know, they've had been on the right end and the wrong end of a three-two, so they've scored five, conceded five. So we know they've got goals in them, but equally, they're, you know, they're, they're letting them in at the other end. So I'm keeping it really, really simple. I mean, Uruguay, as you say, they haven't looked good. You know, they have created some chances. They've got an XG of about 1.5 in each of their first two games. I'm pulling out the XG stats again. So I'm back in Uruguay. Back-to-back back nights, Baz. Yes, two in a row. Um, we'll see how it works because the first one comes out tomorrow, um, the result of that that analysis. Um I am back in Uruguay to get a goal, but I think Garner will definitely score as well. I'll take the both teams to score evens. Just looking at Garner's form of, you know, two games in, scored five, conceded five, both teams to score just seems like an obvious shot at even money. So I'll take the evens for that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Just Garner were one of those teams, like, I mean, before the tournament, I've got them losing 1-0, losing 2-1, drawing 1-1. So actually, I've got them... Scoring a couple of goals more than I thought I had. They were just they, they never win and never score, and then they've turned up and yeah, they've been the entertainers like three two both ways. Um, at the same time, uh, the other group game is South Korea against Portugal. South Korea are fifteen to four uh, plus three seventy five. The draws at eleven to five plus two twenty, and Portugal are eleven to seventeen minus one fifty three. Bars, you can lead us off. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably good early draw because we all know what you're going to do. Surely you're going to fade Portugal yet again because you've done it all the way throughout. Um, but it might be right in this case. I mean, they've already qualified. We, we know a point will see them finish top. Uh, so I'd expect, you know, that they, they might rest a few players. So Ghana must win and they still must hope for a favourable result in the other game. Uh, sorry, I've got South Korea must win uh, and they'll still need a favour I think in the other game to, to get them through um, as I say I think Portugal will rest a few um, with them already assured of qualification I'm pretty sure Ronaldo will still be on there trying to claim everybody else's goals <laughs> so that he can, so can match you see your scoring record so although they might rest a few I'd expect Cristiano to be out there because he likes to be the centre of attention isn't he? and and he yeah. He calls the shots, doesn't he, in that team? Um, but I, th- I think it could be. I, I can see South Korea on a score sheet. I think it could be quite an ex- exciting game. South Korea certainly will go down fighting, won't they? Um, mm-hmm. I'd consider the, the, the overs because I, th- I think there could be a, a few in this game. Um, overs was four to five, uh, and then I seen the both teams to score was ten to eleven. Slightly bigger price for both teams to score, and I'm not. I thought with the over 2.5, I wasn't envisaging a 3-0 or a 4-0. So I'll take the both teams to score, um, you know, with this, you know, the slight cover there on a, of a 1-1. Um, 10-11, both teams to score for me in this one. OK. Um, yeah, Korea need a win. They need a, a plus a favour in the other game. They were, they've probably been the better team in both games that they've played and sit on one point. Um, couldn't find a goal against Uruguay. Um, and then they were what cost them against Ghana was the set piece defending. Um, Ghana got two really out of the blue, and then South Korea came back in and scored two really good goals. Played all the football, got caught on the break. So you know they should be on maybe four points if beating Uruguay and taking a point off Ghana. Um, Portugal, I took a bit of a lean from uh, what France did today because of these. We talked about the short turnaround between games. Um, Matches are much closer together, so they will make some changes. Um, 
You're right. I am going to fade Portugal, but again, Baz, I'm trying to stop the bleeding. So I'm going to take the same bet as I took in that other game. I'm going to take South Korea or the draw at a price of plus 120, um, six to five. I get a couple of these plus money ones in, Baz, and then I'll stretch my legs a little bit the start of next week. We'll get back onto yeah, these three, three, four to one winners. You don't mind that one? Nah, nothing wrong with that. Say, I've got a, a fancy South Korea. I'll get a, put a good fight up. Fair enough. So I got the, uh, I get the thumbs up off bad. Uh, finally, the group stage will wrap up with the Group G conclusion at seven pm, which is two pm Eastern time. Uh, Cameroon against Brazil. Cameroon are seven to one underdogs. The draw is at four to one, and Brazil are at nine to twenty five. Uh, minus 277. Uh, the group looks like uh, Brazil 6, Switzerland 3, Cameroon 1, Serbia 1. Uh, Brazil are through uh, with their two wins. Cameroon can go through with a win um, and then they'll need a favourable result in the other game. Uh, Brazil eventually broke down the Swiss, so quite stubborn. Um, Fred coming in for Neymar didn't help much. It was a bit of a weird one. Um, sort of just took a little bit of a little bit away from their momentum in their open attacking football. Brazil have got really good recent form against uh, African teams. They've pumped pretty much all of them uh, at some point over the last few years. They will make changes as well. Um, in the, I can't remember who was in the studio after the Brazil game. Um, what channel it was on the other night, but they made a point that the. Uh, Brazilian manager um, Tite really wants to be known as the bloke who kept all the clean sheets rather than the team go berserk. If you've got nine forwards, like if you've got nine forwards, you don't even really have to concern yourself with them. If you can get that end of the pitch right, then to their end is going to be absolutely fine. Um, Cameroon, um, we've seen two different teams really. Um, awful against Switzerland, not interested. And then there were 3-1 down against Serbia, which kind of followed the same pattern. Out of nowhere, you get that weird offside goal um, or onside goal that um, Abubakar scooped in um, when he wasn't really trying. All of a sudden, it's 3 all, and they look like a different team. Um, I think Brazil will control possession here, even if they do make changes, but I don't think they'll go berserk. Uh, Cameroon are going to struggle to get on the score sheet. I think what we saw out of Cameroon in that whole first game and then actually for a large period um, against Serbia, when Serbia were 3-1, Cameroon looked done, absolutely done and dusted. Like um, Similar to Netherlands, Qatar here, Baz. I don't think they'll go berserk. Tite wants to keep the clean sheets and I don't think Brazil necessarily will get three goals uh, to cash out over here. So I'm going to take under two and a half again, the price of plus 110, Baz. Oh, well, we both have a winner out of this one. Um, okay, good. So, yeah, I mean, I'm very similar sort of right up to you, really. Um, I was looking at the history of Brazil. You know, it's almost 20 years since an African team beat Brazil. Uh, Cameroon beat them last in 2003. Um, they right, do play uh, them a lot, don't they? Because whenever there's an international break, they'll often you'll often see they'll be playing the Ivory Coast. They, they, play, yeah. they play a lot of the games in Europe, in England a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think they bashed Ghana quite recently, um, Ivory Coast, Senegal, teams like that. So it is quite a regular thing. Yeah. So uh, like you, I think there'll be a lot of changes tomorrow. There's uh, talk that Alisson will get a rest 
but then Edison comes in. I mean, Alison, I was <laughs> I was saying the other day I tip Alison for the Golden Glove. Two clean sheets is a good start for that. But then when he considers he's never made a save yet. Um I don't know how golden his glove is at this stage. Um but yeah, so he's, he's certainly not gonna have much to do tomorrow because they reckon he'll be benched. So I think they'll make a lot of changes with the top of the group, pretty much certain. But we've seen how strong the squad is, haven't we? You know, they're making changes. They're going to be bringing in the likes of Gabriel Jesus, uh, Anthony, Pedro, who else we got? Bruno. Martinelli. Martinelli uh, Rodrigo. There's, there's there's tons of them in there. And they're all going to be coming in keen as anything to, to make a name for themselves. So I don't think it's going to weaken them in any way if they put out a weaker side. I think they're still going to be sort of firing. Um I'm not really sure how Cameroon will approach the game. You know, they need a win and they need other things to go their way. Um, I mean, they can try and sit back and, and contain them and hope to catch them later on. But you just, I just feel like Brazil will just pick them off. I can't, can't say that Cameroon are going to be capable of holding them out for very long. And I think Brazil will eventually pick them off and, and, and push on. Um, so you can have your two... Under two and a half, but only mm-hmm. just. I've got the Brazil handicap minus one point five. No, um, I was surprised. I thought the handicap line might have been a bit higher, but you can get evens for for minus one point five. And I think Brazil will win by two against this Cameroon side. Pretty fair. Uh, so I'll take Brazil is- minus one point five. I think the the players coming in later will all be keen to to make a name for themselves. I, I looked at you know the win to nil because because you're right. I think Brazil will be keen to keep that clean sheet. Uh, but I just felt. Uh, Evans was a good price for this. Brazil, minus 1.5. Uh, so, 2-0 Brazil. Correct score, Baz, is what we're going that's, for. Yeah, that's what we're going for, yes. 6-1. 6-1, that is. Get a few of your dollars on that. Yes, there you go. Um, so, finally, same time kickoff. Uh, good game, this. Um, Serbia take on Switzerland. Serbia, plus 160. Um, 8-5. The draw is 23 to 10 plus 230. Switzerland are 9 to 5, slight dogs plus 180. Um, yeah, really interesting game, Baz. I'll let you uh, try and unpick it first. Yeah, so I think we both uh, think in Brazil will win, and, and that would leave the situation where Swiss know they'll only need a draw in this game. Um, Serbia are going to have to win. So I, I found this one a hard one. I think it'll be a good game potentially a better game to watch than, than the other one. Uh, but I, I found it a tough game to go with a with a, with a pick. Um, so I'm going to follow a bit of a trend from these sort of round three, you know, third round of games that I've spotted. And I'm going to go for the second half to be the highest scoring of the two. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times would that have landed today, Malcolm? All of them. All of them, exactly. As I just guessed, was yeah. I right? Do I, do I yeah, win a yeah. prize? So, uh, France-Tunisia was nil-nil. Was um, Mexico-Saudi Arabia was nil-nil. I'm trying to find the rest of the results. But anyway, they all came in today. Um, who else did we have in the early games? Australia-Denmark. I think Australia, that was it again. Nil-nil half-time, one-nil finish. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Argentina, Poland was one in each half, wasn't it? Oh no, it was wasn't. No, no, you're right. It was nil nil, two nil, and yeah. then um, missed, missed. Yeah, I think I think every one of them was nil nil at half time today. 
Um, and all of them finished with more goals in the second half. So anyway, all four, second half. If we look back at the uh, previous night, it was um, England came yep. in. Um, what was the other one in that group? USA were one up. US, yeah, so the USA w- would have lost. Um, Netherlands, Qatar was a push. And that would have been a really frustrating push because, again, Netherlands could have scored as many as they wanted in the second half. But the Ecuador Senegal one was another one that was uh, one in the yeah. first half, two in the second. So in the eight games we've had, we've had six uh, where that would have came in, one push um, and one loss. So because I, I was struggling to know which way to go, and um, I thought I'd go with that plus money, 11 to 10, for the second half to be a high-scoring half. I just think it could continue with, with a lot of teams it, sort of in these games where, where things are... You know, a lot more to play for now. Just playing a little game of chess early on before sort of loosening up a bit in the second half and having a go. Um, so, yeah, follow the trend. 11 to 10, highest scoring half to be the second half. Uh, use of the term push there, Baz, for the American audience. Yeah. Um, how yeah. do you feel about that? Are you all right with that? I, un- I underlined that just to make sure. Did you? Tell you what I've done. This is, yeah, this, this is another good game for the readers. But I've written down push as well, but I've written it down. I've drawn an animal around it, and the word push is written on the side of the animal. What animal do you think it is? Um, it's going to be a lion. No, a horse. A horse. I'll go with a horse. You can't draw a horse, can you? No, I can't. That's a pig, believe it or not. Pig, right. Can you see it? Oh, I, I, sorry, I'm not even looking at your camera, to be honest. Oh, yeah. It's there, man. I, just, I, went, I know, but I went all digital tonight, and all my notes... Sorry. Not, so, so, last... last but, show, sorry. Look at this, Mark, and this is, this is my <laughs> notes from all the previous shows, yeah. I, yeah. Haven't, got, I haven't got a big jotter like you, you see. Um, and tonight, uh, I went digital and wrote it all on a, on a word... Document, but that meant when I was talking, I've had to open my Word document, which covers you, which isn't a bad thing. Ah, okay, Um, yeah. yeah. I couldn't see that you were holding up. That I was waving me jotter in the camera. Tell you what, I've done now. I've read out that's everything I've got, so I can close my Word document down now. And yeah, that's another another peek behind the curtain there, people. Um, Very, very interesting. I'll tell you what, I bet the readers love it when we're waving bits of paper at each other in front of the camera when you've downloaded this in 36 hours' time. Uh, really good. Really good listen, that. So, yeah, really, really interesting game to handicap. Um, pre-tournament, I think we both had the Serbians edging out the Swiss um, behind Brazil in the group. And it 3-1 Serbia uh, in that last game against Cameroon. That looked about right. Um, they will be wounded they let Cameroon back into that game and finish 3-3 this really is a bit of a toss of a coin as the bookies have got this exactly right I reckon Um, it is a pretty much a coin toss with just a slight edge you can see Serbia plus 160 Swiss 180 slight edge towards Serbia Um, the game script the flow of the game is going to be important I'm not really sure What's going to happen? Will the Swiss sit in? I still don't think they're very good going forward. I'm not really having uh, Brill and Bolo. Um, he didn't score any goals. He got one for the tournament already. That's him done. Um, I think they're having to sit in and take their point, pretty much in the safe in the knowledge that Cameroon are toast against Brazil. Serbia look dangerous going forward. I think Serbia can win this. Um, 
they will have to go for it. Um, again, nil-nil. You can see it being nil-nil after an hour. Oh, and then Serbia really going for it. I just think this is going to be a good finish. A bit like tonight when we got the grandstand finish that we've been hoping for in the end of that uh, Saudi, Mexico, Poland um, group. I think this could come down to a similar thing. And I think Serbia can get a goal late though. Alexander Mitrovic will nick one. Uh, might be one nothing, might be two one, but Serbia on the money line, the plus one uh, one sixty pass. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't talk out either of them really. Um, as I say, I, I I struggle with which way to go, which is why I went went with something a little bit different. But um, yeah, I mean, I I like how you summed it up as probably nil nil after an hour and Serbia nicking it because that plays right into my bet as well. Yeah, so I love that. I was thinking, I was thinking Milinkovic, Savic looked okay the other day. I just think they've got a little bit more. They seem to they played a bit better against Brazil as well. Um, Swiss did nothing against Brazil. Serbia showed a bit more, even if it was just a bit more intent in terms of kicking them and stuff like that. You know, um, I think the Serbs are a bit more harder nosed, maybe. Um, so yeah, that's the that's going to be the play. Um, and that, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, it's got us to the end of the show. I'm gonna. I want to ask you one thing, Baz, before we crack yep. on and let the people go away. Um, I've got to make a chili in the weekend. A massive chili. Uh, oh, great big pot for. Chili. Sorry. Team chili for a big group. A big team chili, yeah. So, give us. I mean, you got. And obviously, it's not. I mean, I wouldn't put it past you, but it's not a barbecue thing. But I think you. I reckon you make chili more often than me. So, what's Everything's the uh, a barbecue thing, isn't it? Like everything, but it is to you, yeah. You've tried my chili Super Bowl parties. I, I always refer. Oh, to cool. Oh, yeah. I've normally had seventeen cans of premium strength lager, though, so it could be anything. I mean, chili's fairly similar in it. You need some decent mince, plenty of that. Yeah. But for me, you want to slow cook a, a nice piece of brisket or something like that. Piece of brisket right. or beef shin or something. Someone slow cook it so you can shred it to bits. And add yeah. that into the mix, so you just get loads of much richer flavour out of it, you know. Yeah. Tomatoes, peppers, kidney beans, garlic. Got all of that. I got the mince out. All of your Mexican spices got, in it. I got the beef mince from the uh, the little Asian supermarket opposite Hutchies down in Elswick today. So my mince looks quality. And then I've got the rest of those accoutrements. I've got a bar of dark chocolate because um, I've read somewhere that you chuck one of them in. That can work. But I, I think the game changer might just be the uh, a big lump of cheap meat. So Honest I might do that tomorrow. It doesn't have to be expensive. Shuck it in the slow cooker for six or seven hours. Take it out and chop it up. So you've just got a bit more, bit yeah. more chunks in it and that as well. And uh, it'll it'll add to the flavour. You'll have all the juices out of that slow cooker and everything to go in it. Uh, you can definitely do a chilli on a barbecue, by the way. You can't say it's not a barbecue meal. <laughs> does, it does it not fall through the grate? <laughs> If you've got a big enough cast iron pot, it can still oh, okay. go on um, And of um, course, if you're putting brisket in, you're going to smoke your brisket on the barbecue first to get all the no, smoke of course, in yeah. it. So, so yeah, I never rule out the barbecue for any... As it happens, I'm also doing a big uh, team team meal this Sunday. Um, what are you having? The under-13 girls are having a pre-Christmas ga- gathering, so parents and kids catch up at the clubhouse after... After Sunday, so we're there three till six before the England game, and I've said I'll do a massive joint of uh, pork shoulder. So I'll be doing pulled pork, pulled pork butties with a slaw uh, for all of the parents and kids. I'm going to have to cook about 10 kilos of pork, I think. 
Nice. And that will be on the on the barbecue done on the on the Camaro. Eh? Well, we're doing two nights, so one's curry night. But I'm happy with me curry. I'm I'm a I'm top class, like. So well, they've made you chef for the weekend, have they? I mean, well, I've organised the whole thing, so I like, and you know me, I like being the centre of attention, you know, um, I like fannying about in the kitchen, so curry night one night, I've got a lamb karahi planned, um, and then chilli, I just wanted to judge me chilli up a little bit, because the chilli might be getting cooked day two when I'm hungover, so yeah. it was possible I was going to phone it in, but if I can, I can pre-cook a little bit of brisket tomorrow, and then take that. Pre-cook it, it'll keep it in the fridge, but just add it into your chilli for, for an hour or so, and it'll just... Uh, I'm absolutely delighted. I asked you about that, Baz. You've uh, you, you've you've come up you've come up with the goods again. Uh, thank you very much. Um, thank you, listeners. Uh, everyone who's uh, been in touch, um, like, download, subscribe, review. I keep saying I keep forgetting to say review. If you can review stuff, um, that's tremendous. Like, so if you've got five minutes, go and say it. So it doesn't have to be nice. Go on there, call us both a pair of dicks. But um. Yeah, go and leave us a review. That would be tremendous. Um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, all the articles you want. Um, download the SGPN app as well. All the NFL stuff for this weekend. Week, what, 13 we're getting up to? The DFS show, the pick show, uh, fantasy players, the prop cast, you name it. Um, absolutely everything. Me and Baz will have shows, um, maybe not live, because, like I say, I'm going away on the Raz. So, but we'll get them all recorded and we'll get them all to you. Um, so there's going to be shows all the way through as we head into the Sweet 16s. Um, that's another American term there, Baz. Um, anything else you need to tell the people before we go? No, nothing from me. Nothing from Baz. Steve Jobs with his spreadsheet. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck with all your picks. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.